Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's a great weekend for an Idris Elba double feature, but which of his two movies should you see first? I've got my opinion right now. This review is brought to you by Storyblocks, a great resource for royalty-free assets. Go to storyblocks.com Dan to find out more and stay tuned until the end of this review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with a review of two movies. One of them, called 3,000 Years of Longing, opens this weekend. The other one, called Beast, opened last weekend. And they have one thing in common, which is Idris Elba, who's either the lead or the co-lead in both of those movies. Let's get to the one, first of all, that opened this weekend, and that is 3,000 Years of Longing. If you're not familiar with the title of the movie, then you're probably familiar with the director, because this is from George Miller. This is his follow-up to the multi Oscar-winning Mad Max Fury Road, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Miller also co-wrote the screenplay for this movie with his daughter, Augusta Gore, based off of a short story. Mad Max Fury Road was made with such a breathless energy, and when you look at the concept of this movie, it seems like you could be in store for more of the same, because 3,000 Years of Longing is about the limitless world of an ageless djinn, or genie as they're more commonly called, and his journey through time. And the marketing materials, especially the trailer for this movie, portrayed what looked like a zany romp through time. But here's the thing about 3,000 Years of Longing. It's not the movie that you think it is. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it's different. Are you even alive? You know, in some cultures, absence of desire means enlightenment. Then you are a pious fool. Tilda Swinton plays a narratologist, another name for an expert in stories, named Alethea. When Alethea takes a lecture trip to Turkey, she buys a glass bottle that ends up containing a djinn who's played by Idris Elba. About 75% of the movie is a very long and detailed conversation in a hotel room as the djinn recounts his many centuries of imprisonment. We see these in flashback, but they're mostly driven by narration from the djinn. Then we go back to the hotel and the djinn begins another story. In many ways, this is almost an anthology movie. There's not a whole lot of connective tissue for the first three-fourths of this movie. It is just kind of a linear explanation of the history of this genie. As the djinn continues to tell his story, Alethea finds herself more and more drawn to him. And what you think this is, is the buildup to her doing what you do when a genie comes out of a bottle, which is to make three wishes. But again, this isn't exactly what the movie delivers. One of the things that I love about Mad Max Fury Road is that it is a propulsive film. It starts and it does not stop until the end credits roll. So I was very surprised to see that there is no real propulsion in this movie, it just kind of ambles along. But here's the thing about George Miller. He has always been a director that defies being pigeonholed. If you look at his career, he's done so many different types of movies. I guess I really shouldn't be surprised that it's not the movie he delivered, but I do think that there is a fairly substantial part of the audience that is going to be confused and disappointed by this film. 
3,000 Years of Longing carries a pretty hefty budget, reportedly around $60 million, which is frankly a bit shocking considering that so much of the action of this movie takes place inside of a hotel room and then inside and around a flat in London. But when the world does open up, it is spectacular. John Seal, who is the cinematographer of Mad Max Fury Road, returns for this movie, and it is gorgeous in combination with some great stylized VFX work. And the stories that are being told inside the movie are interesting. It's just that the movie's story itself falters as it goes along. There are some interesting intimations made about Alethea and her relationship with the Jinn, some possible ties to the Jinn's past, and the nature of storytelling and reality. There are a lot of little things that people are going to pick apart and say, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? But I don't think that any of it really congeals once you get to the end of the film. The expectation with George Miller following Mad Max Fury Road is likely that he would have delivered a smash. Instead, he's delivered an oddity. And it's one that I think most audiences will probably walk away from scratching their heads. Now that doesn't lessen the movie's beauty or the strength of its performances, but leave it to the director who went from Happy Feet 2 to Mad Max Fury Road to once again keep the audience on its toes by not delivering the movie that you would expect. It's weird for me to categorize this movie because I don't really think it falls into one that I would say should be liked or disliked. It's almost a museum piece. It's like a movie that should be impassively observed. Take from that what you will, but I do think that the technical acumen that's on display here and the performances make it worth seeing, but I would temper any expectations that you might have that this is in any way like Mad Max Fury Road or really any kind of a traditional story, and I'm not exactly sure that the whole thing works. You know, I am beginning to wish we'd never met. No, don't say that! If you walk out of this movie and decide that you want a little bit more Idris Elba, then you're not going to have to look very far because there is another movie starring him that is in theaters now. It came out last weekend. I didn't get a chance to review it then, and it is called Beast. Beast is from director Baltasar Kormakor, his first movie since 2018's Adrift, and we've seen this kind of movie many, many times before. Elba plays Nate, a father who takes his two daughters on a trip to Africa to rediscover their roots, along with their guide slash Nate's good friend Martin, who's played by Shalto Copley. The females do the hunting, the males protect the pride. Well, protect them from what? Usually from other lions. While exploring, the group is attacked by a rogue lion with a real bloodthirst, triggered by relentless poaching in the area, and the family vacation soon becomes a fight for survival as Nate has to protect his family from the rampaging beast. Dad! It's here! It's here! And Beast is the kind of generic movie that I think most executives at every studio in town probably have in development all the time. I'm sure you could open up a box of screenplays in some executive's office and pull out five that are just like this movie. What sets this movie apart is the strength of its cast, led by Elba and Copley, and the slick style of this movie. Beast was reportedly budgeted at around $35 million, and it really does make the best of the resources that it has on hand. It delivers beautiful scenery shot on location in Africa, and digital effects that actually are able to render its title creature pretty terrifying and realistic. It kind of blows my mind how Beast was able to deliver a pretty believable, basically co-lead digital animal character 
on a budget much smaller than the Hulu movie Prey, which came out a few weeks ago. And while I liked that movie, it had a budget that was almost twice what Beast was and wasn't able to pull off a digital bear for two minutes of screen time. It just goes to show that it's not always budget, it's where and how you allocate those resources. And this movie does look better than a lot of others that are made for the same budget, thanks to work from veteran cinematographer Philippe Rousselot and DP Baltasar Brecky. Not only does the scenery look gorgeous, but the movie also pulls off several impressive single-take shots, which is a show of ambition beyond the generic screenplay. I actually came out of Beast feeling pretty good about the movie. Now, it's nothing special. I don't think it's going to knock your socks off. But it puts in the extra work where it counts, and it clocks in at just over 90 minutes. So if you're looking for an efficient, well-executed thriller, then Beast is as good as you're going to find in theaters right now. It's actually kind of the perfect late summer movie. Not a summer blockbuster, but a pretty good time if you've got a spare Sunday afternoon. So that's where I fall on these two Idris Elba films. Fairly positive on Beast, at least I wouldn't encourage you not to see it. And a qualified, huh when it comes to 3,000 Years of Longing. What did you think? Are you interested in seeing either of these films? Or are you going to be heading out to see a different one this weekend? I'm going to be reviewing more of the movies hitting theaters as the weekend goes on. But let me know what you're excited about in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands for modern video content so you can bring all of your stories to life and stop sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. The Storyblocks Unlimited all access plan gives you unlimited downloads to the over 1 million plus assets in their library so you can find the perfect fit create more and spend less without sacrificing quality the storyblocks library is demand driven and they're constantly adding to their 4k and hd footage after effects and premiere pro templates music images sound effects and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life and it's all royalty free so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial or personal use you can choose a plan that works for you from their selection of flexible subscriptions that scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on creating and not worrying about your budget. Find out more right now by heading over to storyblocks.com Dan. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash Dan, D-A-N, to find the plan that's right for you. Thanks to Storyblocks for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.